0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/slash host.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, good evening and welcome to Online Darts, Monday, 8 pm. It is the live land. with me Phil Bath, Jack Garwood, and Lee Boyce. And I have been asked to remind you that it is a dart show tonight. I
2: can't think why that is, but the trio are reunited. Good evening, gentlemen. Evening. I just Evening. want to say, Phil, I'm really, really proud of you for not upsetting anybody last week when I wasn't here. Who
1: <laughs> hey, me?
2: What? Yes. What did I do? <laughs> didn't, I, didn't even have me here to keep you in check.
3: Don't, don't worry, Jack. I I, uh, th- I said well done to him. Uh soon as we finished. I didn't want to do it on air because I thought there's still time while we're on air that he might say something just right at the <laughs> end, so I did it as soon as we finished.
2: <laughs> Safe
1: that way. Um, how are we, boys? Back as, back as one tonight, no Monday weddings. Mind you, you weren't happy with the prices though, were you, got
2: You were absolutely stung. <laughs> Can't lie, we went to Weatherstones for breakfast and so we were loving it. Didn't have a pint, no. I regret not now. Jesus, went for breakfast, fine. Popped into Tesco, whatever, sweet. Then the uh, the groom's dad and his brother, I'll like, oh, come down. We'll have a couple of drinks here. Just make sure you're ready and early. Yeah, brilliant, great plan. Five pound fifty a pint. We were on gin. It was five pound of gin plus two ninety five for the tonic. And there was no double-up price. We didn't realise that. A drink was costing £13.
1: <laughs> Spoken like a true student. Not student, just normal person. 13 quid for a drink. Welcome to London, Prices, boys.
3: Just...
2: It's in the middle of Nottingham.
3: <laughs> yeah, t- two weeks before we wasn't spending that money. We- two weeks before we wasn't spending that money in Blackpool, me and Phil.
2: Oh, you could, you, I you wasn't spending that potential. money
3: in
0: Blackpool.
2: I was there for two days it's and spent potential. less than a <laughs> little <living. laughs> <laughs> um, penny. I got a burger for a quid. I got a burger for a quid in Blackpool. No sign of that. Uh, welcome along
1: to the chat room. Uh, Adrian, Tommy is in, of course. Juanita is in. Uh, Kieran, Alex, how are we doing? Big up, Jim McEwen. Hope you are well, buddy. See you soon. Frey um, is in. How are we doing, Rose? Uh, Daniel is in. Matthew, how are we doing? Philip, oh, good, mate. Thanks for joining us. James, uh, Lendl is in. Owen, Lee. Uh, Callum Ritz is in. How are you doing, mate? I hope you're feeling better. Um, I see you're a bit hungover from the Newcastle game. Um, Teresa is in oh, as well. Remember, drop us a like and share. We put some links on social media. Let everyone know that we are live um, and come and join the party as well always um, lots to talk about boys and there's probably one big talking point which we'll grow into as the night goes on because it's topical and well, I know um, <laughs> I know Philip in the chat room he, he was the one that um, we got all the names from look we are going to talk World Series and the weekend just gone highlight that there is a major issue but we'll, we'll come on to that boys um, but it's been it's been a good week of darts.
2: Steady?
3: Yeah, it's, it's been enough it was strange, a TV event. It was a strange week last week. Yeah. Go on, Dob.
2: But just that we've got a decent is right. We've got three pro tours, uh, a World Series qualifier and various other things, ADC event, WDF, Australia. We've got World Series to look forward to. So we've got plenty to chat about, whereas obviously last week, just you two, and nothing to talk about. To be fair, we rocked it last week. Which is why I congratulate Phil on not upsetting anybody, because that's what he normally does when we've got nothing left. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, well, you know. Um, again, any questions, get them in the chat room. We'll either answer them as we're going, or later on in question time. Uh, can not hang over, it's beer fair. But yeah, lots better chucking darts again. Good to hear, buddy. Good to hear. We will talk noppy. Don't worry about that one. No invite, no problem. As Chris Murphy said um, on one of his tweets, that will go down well. Um, but we haven't got it up. But we'll too, we'll we'll gloss over the uh, Euro Tour qualifiers. Some big names and some big movements. Steve Beaton qualifying for both is putting back into the world championship spots for the first time this year,
2: boys. He always finds a way. He's been one that we've been saying is primed, ready to lose his tour card for about the last three seasons. Now he's been a little bit of a decline, but every time we say that he goes on a little bit of a run, he produces some steady results and, he clings on and sits around. I've never seen a man so comfortable in the mid forties in the world at the end of the year. And you think, Oh, next year he's defending a lot. He'll start dropping off. And then he'll have a six to eight week burst. And you're like, hang on. It's not title winning burst, but it's, it's a cumulative burst. It's, I'm not going to lose first round very often. I'm just going to go steady about my job. And it gets results. Yeah, uh,
1: completely. Um, so we'll just run through the um, qualifiers for event 12, which is, is that Vienna? <coughs> is that the German one? Belgium. Belgium. that ba- Belgium.
3: Belgium. Yeah, yeah
1: Budapest. Bud and Bel- Budapest, then the one in Belgium, then Jib, isn't it? Um, yeah. Cal says, I miss yeah. Jib. Yeah. Jib is the one that everyone wants to qualify for, because it's the only one that you know is going to be nice, as in weather-wise.
2: Because of when it is. Yeah, there's going to be no bugger there watching you.
1: There is that. Um, So, qualifiers for Belgium. uh, Martin Schindler, Jeff Smith. Huge result for him. And he's played some beautiful stuff recently. Um, Really turned his form around since the World Cup when he was noticeably struggling. Uh, Danny Baggish, Boris Kirchmar, Nils Oliver, Ross Smith, Rusty Jake. Of course, Vincent qualifies. Uh, Adrian Lewis, Simon Whitlock with an unbelievable 112.73 average to Bagel, Louis Williams, Gabriel Clements, Keen Barry, Bradley Brooks, Alan Souter, Andrew Gilding, Merv King, Steve Beaton, uh, Kevin Duke, Steve West, Ryan Meekle, Chris Dobie, Jamie Hughes, Maddas Rasma and Cameron Menzies. It's not a bad lineup, is it, that's come through that qualifier? I've definitely no, seen
2: worse.
1: Such-
3: Decent lineup. There's just yeah, and there's still still a couple in there that who lost in that final stage that you'd have probably expected. The performances of Josh Rock, know, I think D would have been a name, especially with 24 qualifiers you'd have expected probably to come through the the field. But yeah, generally, it's a very, very good field that's going to be in ET12. Yeah, uh, ET13, the final one
1: before the European Championships. And at least this time we've got a full quota. We're not going into that final event thinking off two events when seeds don't win games. That whole argument doesn't come up this year. But the ones going to Gibraltar, Martin Schindler, Steve Beaton, Adam Hunt. We haven't seen too much this year. Good that he's qualified. Um, Roby John, Ryan Joyce, William O'Connor, Daryl Gurney, uh, Mario Van Bovengaarde, John Henderson. I tell you what, big John is doing everything possible to try and keep his card right now. We're seeing the 90-plus averages come back. Very encouraging for Hendo. Of course, Vincent does the double. It's just what he does. Again, you, you talk about someone being comfortable in the mid-40s. God, I've never seen someone so comfortable when he's perched somewhere between 16 and 25, 26. Just sits there. Doesn't move, Vincent. Solid. Always, causes, yeah. always causes an issue for people. Um, Gabriel Clements, Jason O, Jeff Smith does the double, Keen Barry does the double, Keegan Brown. We will talk more about him for sure because he has done sensational things over the last three days. Christoph Kachuk, Josh Rock, Richie Edhas, Rusty Jack Ryan Meekle, Chris Dobie, and Jim Williams are all going to Gibraltar boys.
3: Yeah, looking looking Gibraltar. across the fields. I was just gonna say that. Et12 is probably the strunder of the qualification names than what's done through 13. A couple in there who were not expected from the field, but as as we've all said before, 24 still a huge number of qualifiers for any competition. It still seems a bit too high when you you're only having to win two or three games. But yeah, another a decent field. But for me, I the one is the the talk of coming through is just Steve Beaton, isn't he? Probably other than the seniors fans. Everyone else is happy that he's uh he's performing like he has done this week and gave himself a very good chance of uh or gave himself a better chance of deepening his thought out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I yeah, guess we'll
1: the on the other end of the section there
2: is a worry that James Wade failed to make it through either of those two fields. As one of the big names to miss out, not a seed has fallen out of that top 16. Currently 22nd on the European Tour Order of Merit, 14 and a half grand. The players below him are qualified for these events Vincent, Gildin, D'Souza, Dobie, Clemens, Whitlock's well outside, but can chase in there. Eddie Lewis. That's a concern for Wadey. He yeah, has not been the same player since he spent that time in hospital in Germany.
3: Is he no, is he in um is he in Budapest?
2: Not sure, I don't think
3: so. So he's not in another one there between the end? I don't not think not a it's... nice place to be at all. If he's not in any of those. Obviously, if he's got one more shot, then you know he can produce it into the back end of that, but if he's not done another shot, he's in real danger, only being four and a half off that European Championship race.
1: Does that highlight, though, the issue with so many different rankings? Because surely the number five in the world has earned the right to be in things.
3: Um I, like says, I know we've spoke about before, I feel like the, the rantings for the European Championship, the Euro Tours individually, there should be more people who automatically qualify from previous successes, maybe that being on the Euro Tour, but the fact that we have so many come through with qualification each time, yes it allows um, different names to come through the field, but we probably should see it be the ranking of people who automatically qualify instead of it just being the 16.
2: Um
1: no, he's not in Budapest. Just
2: checked. He's yeah, not in so. ten either. Well, he's not he didn't qualify for ten. Is he still a seed for ten and then drops off? I'm not sure.
3: That is trouble.
1: Yes, the machine, the former European champion, maybe stuck on the grid boys. Um But we are going to go straight to... Yeah, we're not going to go through every game. We're sort of like going away from that. But Players' Championship 22, Nathan Aspinall, boys, returns to the winning circle. And there's been signs that this has been coming more and more from Nathan Aspinall. I've still got concerns, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But we'll we'll, we'll do the positive, first of all, and, and the winning bit. Great to see Aspirall winning again.
3: Yes, hundred percent on. Sorry, mate. And um, yeah, it's good see. I think there was there was signs in in Blackpool that we were seeing him more to himself. There was still obviously the the stopping and the dripping at some points, but generally his performance throughout was very good. Obviously he he lost out by a couple of leads in Blackpool, but generally his performances have got better and better. And with the field being reduced slightly, it allowed an opportunity for someone like Nathan to come through the field and, uh, not just on Tuesday, but generally it was a good week for the Aspen. It's just getting back to winning ways and it's getting back to winning ways in sometimes we've not these. High averages, but actually the strappy dames him coming through because we've saw him do that before. Um, we've saw him strap and he he, he can do that. So it was, a, it was a good day for Nathan to come through, as it was for Retoisty up until the final.
1: Uh, yeah, look, it's great to see the Polish Eagle back playing well. going mean, playing consistent as well. There, there were question marks around him for, for a lot of this year, but he seems to have answered a lot of them.
2: He has. Um, I mean, I didn't see an awful lot of him early on when when there was concerns over his action, but they seem to have. Those those concerns seem to have slid a little bit. He's getting a few more results at the minute, and I guess this is what the top boys have got to be careful of. As we're heading into the back end of the business end of the season, if you're going to give players like Nathan Aspinall, players like Christoph Ritzky, the opportunity to go and rediscover winning form winning a pro tour and feeling comfortable on there. And look, winning becomes a habit. If you're going to allow these guys to go and have these opportunities without you there and let them get back to strength, a bit like what we said with Michael Van Gerwen, if you allow him to get back to winning ways, things will just start to click for him. And you can't afford to give players of the quality, and Ethan Aspel and Christoph Rosowski, the opportunities to go and pick up pro tours, build their confidence even more. Because when they do step up there, These are two players that aren't going to give up. They're not going to give you anything easy. They don't falter very often. Ratajski misses a few doubles, perhaps, but they battle till the very end in every opportunity they get. And the more and more chances you give these guys to win pro tours or to to go out there and have slightly easier runs or or whatever, whilst you're managing your own schedule, fine, that's for your benefit. But at the same time, you have to be careful that the rest of these guys don't just suddenly make a big jump on you. Yeah,
1: agreed. Uh, agree. Semi-final was the highlight of Ryan Sells. Week it didn't get much better from there, and it seems to be a few stamina issues for Ryan. So he put on his his social media as well that he keeps saying he's running out of steam. Is that a bit of a concern, boys. He once fair enough, but it's happening a few more and more.
3: It's probably more of a concern the fact we've seen him do so well over the past few years. It's not as if it's someone who's coming onto the tour for the first time and getting used to how draining the the pro-tours can be. We've seen, obviously, Searle progress on win these. Um, So the fact is then, certainly a positive, how he's been playing to get to a semi-final. But if he's struggling with stamina, there's certainly something you need to look look at away from the board and make sure, we spoke before about players, and make sure they're looking after themselves away from the board. If he's getting to the back end of these days and he's struggling with stamina on day one, I would probably understand it a bit more if it's day five and he's had quite a few runs. Of these, but the fact it's day one and he's struggling that for me is a, a huge concern for Ryan. Sell, uh, especially sorry, with a, the a, long... a busy the calendar, is the end of the year as well. The calendar's obviously yeah. stacked from September onwards, really, for players in sales position. So, needs to work on that after next month.
1: I've gone this way around for a reason as well because we're just going to pop into the last 64 even though it's not on your screen. Josh Rock 6-1 win over Brendan Dolan, averaging 121.88. He missed a couple of darts at a double as well in this. He wasn't perfect. It could have been absolutely insane. Has he developed, Gob?
2: Clearly not, or he broke the world record. <laughs> Josh might well be an anomaly in terms of being able to jump straight onto the Pro Tour and look as comfortable and as adept as he is. And again, it is not a dig at Josh. It's at the system. And I feel bad that we constantly feel like I dig him out now every single time Josh plays well because he is a fantastic dark player. I I genuinely don't think we've seen anybody make an impact as young on the Pro Tour in their first year the way that he has since perhaps Van Gerwen. And even then, he wasn't producing this in his first year. Van was getting battered and he had two, three years to set himself up and, and have a go and establish himself. Josh <laughs> isn't taking many of them. He, he just looks so calm, so assured. His action's fluent, it, it's solid, it works for him. But it, it's just the fact that he can just disappear next week and going to go and have a chuck with some 16-year-olds.
1: Oh, yeah. It's like the, we
3: said, Josh is
2: fabulous. And
1: it's not him, yes. it's the what the
3: system. I was going to you, say, you, me- you mentioned there about it sounds like we're pitting on him. It's not a bad thing that we are mentioning his name every week. The reason we are mentioning his name every week is he's already di- he's always doing something. That's the reason we mentioned him being on here. We mentioned it joking around here to one, 2 121 We mentioned it before when he had a deep run in the Euro Tour and deep runs in the Pro Tour with sensational averages. Yes, his name is the one mentioned when we talked about this argument of playing in a separate tour as well as the main one. But we're only doing it with Josh Rotters. The numbers and the results have just been sensational for the first year, and I can't see that stopping at the moment. The lad just getting better and better.
1: Remember, remember as Uncle Barry once said, "All publicity is good publicity. If, you, if you're being spoken about, <laughs> it's good."
3: Yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Mm. (laughs) Um, (laughs) moving on players championship 23 and what a time for keegan brown to win his second pro tour title in seven years he beat nathan aspinall in the final and to be fair that scoreline flatters nathan aspinall he was chasing all the time and he got in front because keegan ran mr truckload of doubles but keegan was sensational in this one boy and more importantly we said he had a huge year in front of him he's moved back into the green those hallowed green places on the tour card race and realistically probably only needs maybe four or five grand the rest of the year to guarantee keeping his tour card what an achievement for the needle
3: yeah, it's, it's a huge achievement. Not The winning it and, and pulling back into the top 64 in regards to the total race is huge. But what it will do for his confidence, as you've said, he only needs probably another four-time And Playing like he did to come through that field, as you said, Aspinall probably shouldn't have been anywhere near seven, but the fact it went to a decider, probably then Aspinall then yeah. becomes the favourite in that because he won the day before. And so for Teethan Brown to then come through that. Um it was just a great day for Teden Some of the players he beat, and um, just generally was just and Brown of what we saw. What probably five years ago when he broke onto the scene? Was it about four or five yeah. years ago, even further back than that, potentially. And um, and that well, for me has done enough. What was that? Sorry. Probably
1: looking about six, probably
3: looking about six years ago. But that and um, the day on Wednesday for me. is... Probably enough now to secure his tour Obviously, value wise, it isn't, but I can't see someone going on to win a place championship and now dropping drastically, not picking up another four or five thousand to secure that place.
0: Yeah,
1: um, but the, the, the talking part I want to talk about it. I know me and you spoke about it, Gob, kind of if it was on message or whatever. But this was the these were the two games that makes me concerned for Aspinall. Because in the semi-final and final, when the pressure was on, it was very stuttery, very stop-starty with this grip issue or or whatever it is. But it only seems to happen when the pressure's on. Now, that's not a good sign. I don't think. Obviously, I've I've had the ips. And free-flowing, when there's nothing on it's fine. But when the pressure's on that's when it seems to happen. And that's why I'm concerned.
2: Potentially. I don't know. I don't don't want to go start plastering it all over Nathan's throw. He's coped and dealt with this for an awfully long time. This isn't something that's new to his game. I think where he's just been out of the TV limelight for a while, we haven't really picked up on it as much. I guess that the the concern I have is a bit like when you notice distractions – or the individual comments, or people saying, come on, or you notice the odd little bit that's off. There's no way that his dart doesn't need re-gripping as often, or that it suddenly stops going into his hand perfectly in a semi or in a tense match. It's the fact that he's overthinking it or refuses to throw without it being perfect at that point, because it means so much more to him that he's overthinking it, which means he's concentrating on his action so much, instead of just letting the darts flow and, and do the talking, and that's my concern because if you're not 100% tuned into the board and what's going on, you're constantly thinking about what I'm doing with my action, etc. You could just be blown away by opponents, lose legs without even realising
1: Yeah, no, so it's, it's a it's a fair one. Um, yeah, was just, just just an interesting thing that it only happened um, there. But good runs for Ted Evans as well. His first pro tour semi final. Uh, Alan Suter back into the quarterfinals. Sean Wilkinson, massive run for him as well, as well as Chris Dobie was solid over the weekend. Like we say, we're gonna we're not going to spend too much time looking at everything. Players' Championship 23. And I don't think there's many people in the sport that would begrudge this result. And this result's been coming as well. Rob Cross has been doing a lot of good things without winning. But finally, back in the winner's circle, Boise is a huge thing.
3: Yeah. Well, I had him tipped to that one for some match play success because of how his dame was growing. Um, so, no surprise to see him, though, and pick up Players' Championship 24. Um, I expect Rob Frost to be challenging the bat end of the year in a couple of the TV, premier, major events, whatever you want to call them now. Um, I expect Foster being the, the latter stage of some of those because he's playing well enough and he's still got that on his back I think around in being not picked for the Premier League I think that still still is there and he wants to improve his worth so for him to go and that one over on Lute Humphreys, who's done him what is it three times in the Euro Tour final this year or two Euro Tours and one other final one pro tour to um, so that one over on Lute and that when I run running very, very convincingly just shows that that dame is there from Rob Frost throughout the day. The performance then, Dolby was sensational in the semi-finals and then to beat, the numbers don't suggest wise, but to beat Luth Humphreys to, to freeze a very, very impressive final.
1: Yeah, it is. But interestingly, with, with speaking about this, his interview with with Dan Dawson afterwards, and I've spoken about this, when he comes out without prompted and said, I don't play in non-ranked events anymore. This, this is going to lead on to what we're going to talk about shortly. But he is still adamant that he's not playing in anything that's not ranked boys. So it's an interesting take.
2: Robbers, Rob has, I don't want to speak for him, but he's won enough big TV events in the last couple of years that mean that he should be pretty comfortable the only reason you play in those are for two things, to keep sponsors happy and for financial gain. Because when you're a player as big as Rob Cross is, or has done as much as Rob Cross has in the last couple of years, there's no other benefit to it. And I think we're going to start seeing a few more being a little bit more selective over them as well. The way that the schedule is getting busier and busier and busier, the top players are being told that they need to be in all these promotional, marketing, Big TV exhibition style events, however you want to build them, and long term, they're missing out on opportunities like pro tours. Which, all right, you say ten grand for a pro tour if you go and win it, but we'll pay you X amount as an appearance fee. Fine, financially, silly, but actually, in terms of ranking and protect it and having longevity in the sport and other opportunities in the ranked TV events to earn more money later in the line, they're the ones these guys should really be picking up and targeting and. there's so much less pressure on a pro tour for these guys than there is to travel all the way to Australia, to be away from three weeks, potentially drag your family over there or not see them for God knows how long, to potentially play three games of darts and be dragged around media here, there and everywhere. Yeah, oh, look,
1: I look, I get it. It's just that it's an interesting... It, it, it's an interesting take. And we'll, we're going to speak about this more... We'll, we'll, we'll put this up um, first of all. Uh,
0: let me just
1: find it. Um, but obviously, from there, we've got the World Series qualifier. We'll, we'll touch on the the qualifiers first. And then we'll go into it. So the World Series qualifier, qualified, Matt Campbell, Devon Peterson, uh, Ryan Joyce, Jamie Hughes, Danny Knoppert, Vincent Vandervoort, Dave Chisnell and Danny Baggish. In terms of audience for a World Series, that's quite a good blend.
3: Yeah, yeah, I agree. It is a good blending with odds to, your obviously, nationalities. Um, I guess the question marks would be, there's a few, quite a few players there who have not really found great form this year. And that is probably the concern going into the World Series is the quality of the, the qualifiers more than the blend of the World Series events. Because when you put this up and you add the countries to it, it looks great as an advertising marketing piece. When you look at it in performance and quality-wise, there's certain names on there who haven't performed. I'm not saying they're not going to and turn up to a World Series and something like this might turn people's season and stuff like that. That could well happen, but there's, it, it isn't just one name that we're talking about here. It's probably around, probably about four who I'd be talking about who haven't performed to the standard we've seen before and and now in that World Series event. I, I'd go further but fair play to I'm that. I'm, I'm not being disrespectful here,
1: but I think they are better players than what we've seen, i.e. Matt Campbell hasn't produced the form that we've seen since the World Cup on TV when we've seen him recently. Devon is literally up and down like an absolute yo-yo. It's all or nothing. Like there, he's averaged 94, but the day before in the Pro Tour, he was averaging 77 for a lot of a game.
3: Just no prob- so, Probably the flip of it is if you flipped it round and the people who lost in that last 16 a dumb through. There's probably more players there who are probably in that little bit more of form than what there is I, on the people I, who back had the quality that know, says I, a lot I, about I the quality
1: if, if you look at it, right, Ryan Joyce, again, you never know what you're going to get. There's a good game, but there's a stinker on TV in there that, that we've seen. We've seen him not miss double 16-1 game and then rock up 24 hours later and not look like he in it. Jamie Hughes... The, the same we've seen on the floor. Jamie is a fabulous player, but on the TV, he's found ways to lose games that only he knows how. Noppy is Mr. Consistent at the moment, and we talked about him being overlooked last week. So it was brilliant that he's gone unqualified. Vincent, again, is steady enough on TV. When he loses, it's not horrifically. Chisnall, again, he's he's one that. He's solid enough on TV till you get to a quarterfinal stage. And then, again, Baggish, we've seen him play very well. And then we've also seen him have a stinker. Yeah.
3: yeah. So, okay.
1: in terms of consistency on there, it's it's an interesting one.
3: Yeah, I was going to add one name to that list as well because we on, we can only see eight qualifiers. I actually think that by Nape coming through, that comes, for me anyway, I can't see how Luke Humphries isn't one of those two players who's now through to the World Series event as a invited. If someone goes yeah. on and wins it who's not been invited is the only reason that Luke Humphreys doesn't get invited to the World Series for me. Does Nape would have been the the first one and then Humphries second in my eyes. No Humphreys moves to first with not his qualification.
1: Right, let's go into it then because here's a slight issue with that. So Luke Humphreys chose not to enter the qualifier, and for a a very good reason. Um, His um, partner is expecting their child around that time, Um, and he said, "Look, I didn't want to take, I didn't want to qualify, take a place up." and then not be able to go, which I, I fully get and respect. But what message, God, does that send out if the PDC then select him? This, this isn't about Luke or his talent, because he's absolutely flipping amazing. But what message does that send out, them selecting someone that chose not to try
2: and qualify? To use your words against you, they don't care. They'll do what they want. And he's more marketable.
0: <laughs> <But
2: they're really laughs> I don't agree with you, but... It. but- well, I'd have more of an issue with them selecting somebody that did go to the qualifier, fails to get through, and then gets an invite later. I think everybody that's lost in the qualifier now, no chance. Should not be getting an invite. You've had your chance now to qualify. That's why I thought these two spots were so dubious. And the timing of it being after the event. I, I just didn't like it. But I said it before the event. I say it now. I don't like the manipulation that they still hold the aces to put two players in that they think are more commercially viable than anybody else. You've got your big names. You're already set for a tournament. People are either going to watch it or they're not the whole, Oh, we'll put this person in because they put bums on seats. I just don't believe that anymore. People watch the sport. Bums on seats are for exhibitions, not for PDC events on TV.
1: I I, I I agree with this one there are there are some tournaments that need that but this one having spoken to to the people this year's world series at the afAS has already sold better than last year's and this that, that that that's currently
3: and and do the pdc honestly believe with the names that are already in it that these two names they add to the field and once they are no disrespect for the two of the ad, they're going increase those titted sales Because I don't look at a player outside of who's already been picked think it's going to add bums on seats.
1: No. I think... I can't believe I'm going to say this.
3: Unless it's Barney, I only,
1: but they didn't want him for the last one. Say, there, there, there's only one name that I think that they could add which would genuinely put more bums on seats. But,
2: but they've the scrapped they... home invites this time. They can't well, just justify giving him one now. And also, he failed no, like, to get through the qualifying I mean.
1: I agree, but I'm just saying he's the only one that I think would put more bums on seats if
2: you pick him. That being said, his 84 average wasn't much to write home about. I'm not sure people would go and watch it. Um,
1: but I, I agree. The fact they've had a qualifier before the events are done is just ridiculous. I look at the players that are only playing in Australia and New Zealand. So we'll go Whitlock, Heta, and Joe Cullen. If they lose first round of every event, do they get a point for turning up on the ranking table? So that they're either going to end up with no points or three points.
2: They've already been invited, haven't
1: they? Yeah, but that's my point. They've been invited. But then what happens if, Say three players are above them on the rankings that haven't been invited. Yet there's only two spots,
2: yeah.
0: Honestly, no, it doesn't
3: make no, w- sense. no words for me. On it, it might, yeah, it might the whole qualification for it, mates very little sense I still disagree the fact that Noppy had to go through qualifiers fair play for Nopi for doing that and qualifying because yes the field was weakened with the players who dropped out but he still had to do, go and do a job and let's be honest playing team Barry isn't easy he's going to, to thumb through that with the pressure on but he should have been in that field Um
2: There's not even a mention of the World Series Order of Merit in the announcement for the 14 players they already picked because of when they've done the qualifier.
1: Yeah. This is what I mean. It just doesn't make any sense.
2: There's absolutely no mention of an order of merit anywhere, and you think that in the previous been. years gone by, Kyle, Corey, Damon have all qualified via order of merit because they've done well down under, and I get that's always been proportionally unbalanced for those that do get to play down mm-hmm. under in comparison to the Americans who only get one attempt at it, etc. But when you go and win the event, you deserve that, but. It's just a mess, and it's another case of PDC manipulation for an exhibition. I'm just fed up with it.
3: Well, I'm guessing, well, there has to be an order of merit at some point because of you've got 24 players, so eight of which are going to have to have a buy into round two. How yeah. the adrenaline on there, mate, is a, is a different thing. Well, yeah, well, no,
1: there, there is because you think Michael Smith was seeded one. For Copenhagen,
2: R3-1 in
0: America.
2: Yeah, but for the finals, so they've like, literally just announced 14 players. They haven't gone, it's made up of X amount from the Order of Merit, which is this, this and this. They've just gone, here's 14 invites. There's eight tour card qualifiers, which I still think is madness for this. And two places to be confirmed. Which you'd hazard a guess would be the next top two from the Order of Merit as yet unqualified. And I don't want to say that in case they don't pull in commercially. Or if
1: Gordon Mathers wins in Tansville and Ben Rob wins in Auckland or Hamilton, wherever it is. Yeah.
3: Well the, the next two on the torrent order of merit would be Jose and Rob Frost. Which let's be honest, Jose hasn't done Cross. enough. To deserve a place in there, and Rob Tossi saying he doesn't want to play non runting events, so
1: it just makes no sense. But going back to the original point as well, the World Series final, right? This is the list of players for whatever reason, and that, that, that each player has different circumstances, and there are different reasons. But when they, when this list of players choose not to qualify for a televised tournament, there's an issue. Vladimir Anderson, Nathan Aspinall, Willie Borland, Keegan Brown, Jamie Clark, Brett Claydon, Gabriel Clements, Rob Cross, Chris Dobie, Glenn Durrant, Nick Falwell, Luke Humphries, Adam Hunt, Merv King, Zoran Lurchbacker, Adrian Lewis, Jason Lowe, John Michael, Damian Mole, William O'Connor, Manners Rasma, Callum Rids, Ryan Searle, Mentzel Sudovic, Mick Alton, Steve West, James Wilson and Jonathan Worsley. There are some big, big names in there that have just regarded, just disregarded a TV tournament. And when that happens, that instantly says to you, something needs to change.
2: Or does it? It only needs to change if you want the World Series to be the biggest and best PDC tournament there is. Some players clearly don't care for it.
1: But this is the problem. Surely as a pro, you should care for every tournament.
2: No. They've literally been told to manage their schedules and calendars and God knows what for the last few months. It's not ranking money. So it's extra effort before or after a three day blocker pro tour plus Euro tours, which has already been a bit of a stretch, to spend more time out of the country for a large portion of those players. There wasn't many Dutch players that didn't choose to try and qualify in that list.
3: I, I guess the other side of that, Dob. For some of these, it's only three wins, and that three wins that you five grand. Five grand for the five first round of the World in your Series.
2: Pocket, not five grand on your round. Yeah. Seven hundred quid to buy Hollander,
3: yeah, that's a minimum of five grand.
1: Yeah. And plus, if a right moulded player won this, would tick a box for A You're not getting in the Premier
2: League off the back of winning the World Series. You're just not.
1: There are a few players. If they won this, they would use like they did with Barney. They won a TV title line.
2: Yeah, and Danny Opar won one far more important, and then went deep at the match play as well.
1: I'm not saying he didn't, but you know how it works. You just stated it for what it for what they're manipulating. Like they did with Barney, there are certain players that if they won this, they would manipulate it again.
2: There's only There was only two players in that entire list I can think of.
1: Yeah, I'm, we're, we're probably thinking of the it. same one. Maybe three. There's definitely two players on the list that didn't quali- try to qualify. If they won it, I believe it would be Minute played like it was Barney. Because they tick all three. the boxes.
3: You're going three? Yeah. Yeah. I am as well.
2: Maybe a fourth. Maybe. Just. But it's a rogue fourth.
1: I think we all agree on two
2: Aspinall and Humphreys. 100%. Eddie Lewis. Yeah, Lewis back winning a TV tournament is big. And the only other one, because he's German, and that market is Clemens.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah, no, yeah, the, the Clemens one's a good shot. But if, certainly I'm, the top two... I'm not
3: convinced two, on that one.
1: Certainly the top two, they tick every box that yeah. they love, that the people yeah. they love. Right, so... For, right, balls down to it. You've got one selection left for the Premier League, and you've got three players. And I hate to say this because it's na- named, but if your last pick is between Aspinall, Humphreys, or Noppy, who are you picking? Nobby. We would, and I fully agree that he should.
2: But you know, but you ask me how I'm he, picking. You didn't ask me the PDC right, picking. You asked me a oh, one. On. picking. I'm <laughs> no, picking. I believe believing four. All right. All all right. Sport. Who do you think they're picking? Oh, Luke Humphries. <laughs> or Asp. One, one or the other. Humphreys.
1: Because I'd be edging towards
3: Asp.
2: Aspin was <laughs> at his yeah. chance. They're sending Luke. Big scoring. You've got the story of him being the first contender to win a couple of years back. Former World Youth Champion on the rise. A number of Euro tours this year has been speaking about getting in there all year and isn't afraid of people. Humphreys.
1: And, that, and that's what I mean. So, if, if they were to win it, it just t- ticks the box.
2: Completely. That TV winner. Can flog the Luke versus Jimmy rival rivalry then, as well as the two most successful youth players. Or compete at the same time. Ted's up there,
0: isn't
2: he? Yeah.
1: Um room what do you think would would you like to see the world series finals revamped and if so how would you like it revamped because it's it's a it's a talking point right now let's be Is, fair you even social media blew up when noppy wasn't picked so it obviously has relevance still because people are talking about it where you'd be more concerned if when the list <laughs> come out people just went "Oh I well, don't care
3: do you do you need with a non rant event? Do you need a tour tide holders? We're in a position now where 14 are named and invited. If you only had two tour tide holders then and you had a tournament of 16, you
2: TV, they want the extra session.
3: But That's then if, the the, if, they want the extra, if they want the extra session, then why is it not 22 from the order of merit of World Series events because there's players who have played in it all year and you'll see a mixture of Americans, Australians, that as you're 22 and then a couple of Tiltard holder qualifiers. You don't even need the Tiltard holder qualifiers. It's a non-rant event.
2: I don't get it. I Just... also don't get the second trip to Amsterdam because the arenas are literally 300 yards away from each other. I'm going to go hear... to the finals in the smaller oh. arena.
1: Did you not hear the reason why? Matt oh, yeah, Via Viaplay wanted the first one. But Viaplay paid for it.
2: Teaching there you go, there's your players. reason. It's really good. There, there's your reason. More strain on the players.
1: Yeah, Matt, Matt came out and openly said it. The reason the, the Dutch Das Masters happened is because Viaplay paid for it. No further questions, Your Honour.
2: We start crowdfunding.
1: Right,
2: we can have your own. I'm just
1: trying to find it now. Johnny Clayton obviously won the World Series of Darts finals last year, didn't he? Yes, yeah. He didn't play in a World Series event, did he? But he's never played in a World Series event. played in one,
2: maybe he didn't. Qualified because Noppy nearly did that the year before, didn't he?
1: Yeah, because Noppy got to the final when he got battered by MBG because we were all laughing that even this way, potentially, you could have someone win the World Series final that's never played in the World Series event. Yeah. So, for me, would it not make more sense that you scrap the tour tour card qualifier altogether and the World Series finals can only be played by people that have played in the World Series event?
2: Yes, that's a little bit more discriminatory than they already do by picking people to play in it. I don't know. Just a bit. As a a tool to push the PDC, I think it's decent. But the finals and whatever else, I'm just not sure. Do we need the finals?
1: Yeah, I I agree. The the individual event, I really like. And like you say, I fully support the individual events because I think they are completely relevant for growing the sport in, in different territories around the world. It's the finals that is causing the issue, because it just seems
2: pointless. In a year where I've already been to Amsterdam, yeah, completely agree, and then more dubious selection for the finals, you've already got the fact that the rest of the World Series is massively disproportionately weighted, because as good as the trip down under is, and you look at the players that have achieved success through it in the past, and the players it's produced, and the fact that logistically it doesn't make sense to go down there just for one event. So you, you do make the most of it, two in Australia, one in New Zealand, etc. But then any order of merit is immediately skewed by Oceania than it is anywhere else. It's just, it's know. Okay. And the Premier League's still too long. You're already bored of exhibitions by then. <laughs> It's, it's, it it's, is it's kind of been some, it always there's a reason that no format so far has worked and everyone keeps getting bored and going oh it's gone a bit stale or we've seen this it's too long I don't care how much money it makes in those extra six weeks, ten weeks is perfect
3: some people sometimes would think some people sometimes would think you're forced to like dark stuff I don't know why but some people would definitely think that mate <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, Someone's actually got guns in my head The other side of this curtain (laughs) Um, To be fair The interview
1: that's on our YouTube channel with Barry We've got a clip coming up in a second But he also speaks about in there About ranking events Taking the place of these World Series events And territories
2: If that's a long term aim Then fine but then the players start getting involved Until then They're just performing monkeys aren't they (laughs)
1: well it is right we're gonna we're, we're gonna play play the buzzer clip and as if by magic there he is the singles once round ones out the way, that yeah, there's, there's, no, it gets a little bit samey, and
0: yeah. it, it's the, the, the same stars. Can we, are we going to see a potential change? I think there's I think there's going to be a few changes in the World Cup because it's gone down quite well globally. I think we need more teams in it. I think we need more countries. I think we've got to expect in the early days some of those first round matches might be a bit one-sided, but they but they were in the World Championships as well once, and everyone criticised that. We're long we're long we're, in this, we're long-term players, you know, so. So it's not a short-term fix. Um, formats, I actually prefer myself. I think it should be doubles throughout, you know. I think singles is not, but, but you know, we, we sit down, there's a committee of people that look at it, ask everyone their opinions. No rush, no rush. We will get it right. Stand on that, or they just need to take a wrestling, don't play. See you later. Plenty other people waiting for your, you know, for the opportunity. Plenty of people waiting for top up from Q score, etc., etc. So yeah, I think different people got different approaches to life. You know, some people lead a life where they can physically and mentally play every day. Others can't. Well, you, you've got to do what's best for you. And there's no pressure from us. We don't force anyone to play anything. The choice is always with the individual, as it should be.
1: Uncle Baz are talking. A few a few talking points off of that, boys.
2: Yeah.
3: Off mm. that clip. And that's only a clip.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Firstly, <sighs> either he's lying or Matt's lying, because they promised us changes to the World Cup anyway, and said it was too short notice to put them in this year. So they've either discussed them already, and they were coming this year, and it was too short notice. So Barry's lying or Matt's line, saying they've been discussed already, and that Barry's saying, oh yeah, we're going to have a conversation, there's no rush. Either the conversation's been had or it hasn't.
1: It was interesting the way he said like, he, want, he wanted pairs all the way
2: through and then realised what he'd said almost. It's the first time I've ever heard him say that. And normally yeah. it's always been no, no. We like the format. We like this. We like that. Fine. And I think that's where a bit more that the PDC are taking over with their own broadcasts and saying, "Don't care if you don't want a to pairs tournament. That's what we're offering."
3: And yeah, to be honest, I'm not. I'm not opposed to more countries if we do our doubles only. If we stick to the format we have and then increase it, and we still only have one round of doubles, I find that irrelevant nice because he mentions there that some of the first round games will be one-sided some of the second round games will be one-sided because you're extending the field and that it's not really that better until the back end of the tournament or close until that, that stage even first four games so an extension I haven't got an issue with as long as it does go to a, a doubles format even if not throughout but for the first few rounds Yeah, as much as I'd like it throughout I, I think we're still That's a way it. away from that happening
1: with more and more top players saying it, and I say the top players because they've got more clout. When Gezi, Michael, Peter, and Gary say something, it gets listened to more than, with the greatest of respect, someone ranked 26, 27 in the world. With more and more top players saying it, surely they have to listen.
2: Yeah, but they've been saying about how busy their schedule is, and Barry just told them to bogger off at the same time, putting on World Series events and Premier League where you have to tick boxes and you have to be ready to go and do this. And these are the guys that put bombs on seats. I didn't I didn't quite get that comment because if Gerwin Price, for instance, turns around and says, right, I'm not going to Australia, the PDC won't like it. But he said, oh, we're not forcing anyone to go. No, but if Gerwin, MVG... And Peter Wright all pull out of down under your world series when Sonny looks a little bit silly.
1: Yeah. No, I don't, don't disagree. And we all know Adrian decided not to go to spend time with his family.
2: Never been back. <laughs> Um,
1: the the other issue as well with, with the World Series is obviously they've been sold to broadcasters as well so there are obviously broadcast demands that have to be met as well when you sign a TV deal that says we will give you eight TV tournaments a year they obviously have to be delivered on that, that's another issue with
2: it. Yeah, but all them deals are up for renewal soon.
1: Well, yeah, that's when it all might change. But right now, they're all in place.
3: Yeah. I've, I get that, but from a, from a World Cup perspective, for the fans who got involved in sharing their opinion 12 months ago when the World Cup had ended and that came out, and we were all talking about it then, something then that'll happen on the back of that, or let's be honest, them coming out, which they have done since for different events, them coming out in the future, if we start seeing no change, and it is dictated by the TV, then people will just see them as not relevant and lose that interest because their opinion doesn't matter. And as much as it is decided by the TV and PDC on certain things, Fans and people of Dublin like to think that they've a uh, certain opinion and like to express that and some change will happen. Um, I think the World Cup will be the first one to change. I just don't think it will change to what we want immediately. I'd be very surprised if we see doubles throughout from for the full tournament.
2: I just think that... It's inevitable. You have to... I think There's just too many events on the calendar that are non-ranked that the players are starting to not care about. The one they're starting to rally behind and want to play pairs in all the way is the World Cup. Give it them. Go and be unique because other than that, like you said, the back end of that tournament just becomes a little bit done everywhere else. We're saying we want more different formats to stop darts going stale. The one opportunity you've got it and you're like, oh, yeah, but we only use it as a tiebreaker... Silly. Um,
1: uh, let's jump into the chat room. Um, minute. Uh, Philip says, "I just moved on me at the same time." Uh, Philip says, "I actually adore the opening session of the World Series events, but gets a bit boring from the quarterfinals." Yeah, because normally it's the same, the
2: same players. At the quarterfinals, You're cheering for an upset, and you? are cheering and hoping for an upset and seeing how close the guys that don't normally get to do it week in, week out can go. And that's a bigger story and that's a bigger selling point than watching Michael Van Gerwen play against Gowin Price in the semi-finals for the 15th time this year because they met 12 times in the Premier League this year. Yeah.
1: Agreed. Which is too long. Uh... Uh Winita Winita says, um, I have an issue dishing out the World Series. Um, you're in the UK, so you get lots of darts. Some countries don't. Uh so the world series about growth in the country, uh, it's successful. I agree, yeah, it it is. Um, but unfortunately the, the TV deals in the UK prop them up as well. Because UK TV rights are worth a ridiculous amount of money. I'm not saying it's right, but
2: th- they do. And the thing is, if you're constantly seeing the same 6-8 players over and over and over again, you're not learning anything about the sport. You're not developing anything. You're just going, oh, yeah, I've seen him before.
1: No. But to, to be fair, look, we, we, we've got a good Aussie contingent in our chat room. Do, do you think, down under, tickets would sell as well as if, for, for argument's sake, they took, only took four of the top players and four randoms? Um, contenders? Do, do you, four randoms <laughs>
2: contenders. <laughs> <laughs> They're back. <laughs> the up-and-coming <laughs> contenders are
1: back.
3: <laughs> the up-and-coming <laughs> We've gone- randomers. Yeah.
2: We've gone through the
1: repertoire, but, but g- genuinely, down under, do you think tickets would sell as well if you were only getting four top players and not eight? Because it's an interesting one. If if they think they'd sell as well, then it'd be worth trying. Yeah, Harry, we we spoke about that the other day. That we we think we you could lose two or three UK venues easily, and put some pick up and
2: make it a ten week event.
1: Gob, you're 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 dreaming. The sixteen weeks is here to stay because it makes too much money. It makes millions upon millions of pounds. So your sixteen weeks is staying whether you like it or not. It's just a case of where the venues are.
2: Then people get bored of the tournament, and it has a negative impact. Less is more. Wilita says, "Yeah, yes." It's interesting to know. It's
1: it's that thing of would it still sell without the the top eight or top eight players in brackets? It's interesting to know. Um,
3: It just how how they would pick those is then more difficult. You, I don't think you could have your top four in the world if they wanted to three
1: of the four would go on everyone
3: yeah that's what I mean but if one of them <laughs> dropped out as we've seen <laughs> this year if one of them dropped if one of them dropped out into fifth and then it's um, are they then picking the top four as they are the mini pdc representatives instead of the top four in the world if you only had four it'd be very hard. It'd be very hard because you might have names in there who you, you don't want to be taken to World Series events. Let's no, be honest.
1: Let, yeah, I completely agree. Like, let, Let's be honest. If they want to play in them right now, MVG right price goes to the lot.
2: I'm fine. Yeah.
1: This year, next yeah. year, obviously, it's different. This year is obviously the year she was promised from twenty twenty. So next year, I'm not sure that stacks up. But
2: TV wants.
3: Ne- I think every, I think no. Fallon every Fallon's in every event next year. Fallon's
2: first name on the team
3: sheet.
2: She'll certainly be in America,
1: because I've never seen anything like it.
3: If, Honestly, if that's what happens in America. It'll be the same everywhere America. else.
1: Yeah. The, the, the American media, when we were there in Ma- at Madison Square Garden on the media day, and you had MVG, Price, Wright, Anderson, all world champions, and not one of the American media wanted to speak to them. Honestly, it was, it was mental. The, 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 the media line for foul in America was unreal.
3: I, I think no, she'd been on with Dog. She'd been that for.
1: Commercially, 100%. But
3: well, what's the World Series? That word exactly?
1: Oh, yeah, but I'm not sure what commercially she's like down under. I've only seen it in America. That's what I'm saying. I've only seen it firsthand there. Hmm. I guess we'll know shortly when we see all the stuff coming out.
3: Yeah.
1: Um uh, I don't really see that happening if I'm being honest, Wanita. She's never the only one. The only one, the the only other lady that is marketable in the same way Fallon is is Makuru, because of the Asian market. Yes. Um, Right, we're going to stay down under. I've got to get me right ones. Um, We've got draws yet. No, we haven't. Or we hadn't at
2: the time. I mean, live from a Burger King very, very soon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, we had... Yeah, Philip says it there. Um, if, um, if the World Series is in Asia, Makura would definitely get invited. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree, Philip. Completely. Um Stay in Australia. The Australian Darts Open, the premier WDF event, was won by Raymond Smith. Boys, Um, let's say we can't say we're not surprised because we saw him do great things at Ali Pali this year or last year.
3: Yeah, no, no surprise. Um, really, I guess. First and foremost, before we talked about it, disappointing that this isn't streamed in the UK. By the way, for it being a platinum event, um, we spoke about it when we had a chat on uh, Wednesday, Thursday, um, yeah. about not being able to see. it. And we, me and Dob, were certainly trying to find ways to, to get the viewing of this, but it was just blocked from Even anywhere. But on the YouTube channel, as yeah, a, as a so- stream. For that to happen, first and foremost, I find.
2: No, even if it was, even if that was their way of going right, UK, we've got to get our product on people's screens. That that was the biggest part of the WDF World Championship this year. And that was the argument that I kept making to you early on. No matter what was going on with their sponsorship deal, no matter what else happened, the biggest part of the WDF World Championships this year was going, was happening, was just showing everybody that they still exist. That are different to the video in in certain ways, and then they went with the same stage setup and used all the promo from the previous video. Um, but it was just about existing and showing everybody there's a viable second option. And this is a massive yeah. own goal when you've got a second TV event. There's rumours that the Masters is struggling and whatever else, and you've gone. Oh yeah, we'll just put it behind a paywall in that country only
3: to be, is it only the one of three that are platinum events, this Masters and Worlds, and to have one of them that's not visible anywhere, but Australia. Um, it's the first, and, oh, that's first and foremost, just to make that point, because the, the, the quality is there. You can see in some of the performances and we'd have loved to have seen this. That's why we're trying to find somewhere to watch the Darts, there's a certain players, and you can see from that field in, Probably semi-finals and finals that we'd like to have seen these days. So dis- disappointment to see that. Back to the board. Um disappointing by Yeller, not to, to that there, uh, to that to the semis or finals for me. Um Neil, we've seen obviously he went on and won on Sunday, but generally since the worlds hasn't been to the levels that we've seen in perform at late side. Uh, I'm sure he would say that himself. And then, obviously, Raymond Smith performed as expected. Probably that's where you'd say his number would be around after 19 leads. And he's done enough to go and lift the title. So, uh, a huge well done to Raymond Smith on picking up that event and qualifying for um, the WDF final next year.
1: Well, I was about to say this. Is that not another negative for them? The fact that Raymond Smith has won their premier event won't be going to Lakeside because he's already said he's going to play, oh, yeah, true.
3: yeah. True, sorry, Mom's that, yeah. Well, he qualified for it, he's just decided against yeah.
1: But what I'm saying is obviously, there's a lot of ranking points from a Premier event, which is another question which we'll come on to after
0: <laughs> it
1: gone out the system, and the fact that one of their premium winners won't be at the tournament.
2: That's not not a great look. It's not ideal. Definitely not ideal. It's just as not as ideal as your world number one pulling out of this event and then playing in another WDF sanctioned event at the same time. That that certainly doesn't look very good. Um, It's just a little bit of a mess right now. There's not a great deal of communication coming and, and statements and comments or anything happening. Sometimes if there is no news, then that's the best way to go about it, whatever. But it's just getting that little bit closer to the next event, the next one that shows that they're still viable. When you've got organizations like the ADC continuing to grow, their event looked fantastic over this weekend. The result system they use, uh, Darts Atlas, looks pretty good. Um, they've got lots on social media, clips, interviews, results, updates, whatever. They're going to continue to grow. They've got options Later in the year, there's no way that they just set as a tour that's based in Manchester. The people behind it are far more ambitious than that. So at the minute, it's just, there doesn't seem to be anything going right for the WDF again all at the minute. They put on what should have been a fantastic event. They invited the the biggest names they had available to them in the sport. A lot of them passed the opportunity up and then it was only broadcast in Australia. and, And that sort of hurts them a little bit.
1: Yeah, agreed. And we'll, we'll touch on the other bits in a minute, but we'll go to the ladies because it was a damn good final. Uh, Bo Grease beating Makura Suzuki in a high-class final. And this was arguably one of the best games of the, the tournament, men and women's. Yeah,
3: um, well, it, it was one of the best. Uh performing similar to what she did in the World Championship, numbers-wise, but we, we now know what, what both and do when she's even getting to Lundays or back-end of tournaments and how she's then perform. She's coming up here against Matururu. We're still unsure, on in the, regards to she doesn't, with the women's series, we've seen her not playing all the events or travel over lights and all that sort of stuff. So, Bo would have probably been favourite coming into this just because how Bo has performed and how many tournaments she's won in the world. And that is full credit to Bo Reeves. But a very, very high-performing final. Um, Follow this one as I did the other one. But for me, it's many congratulations to Bo who continues to, to perform. And Without going into the debate, I really hope she's playing in the Women's Series event even at the end of this month because that then is the true test for me of where she is. Yes, she can go on and win these and go on and win the World Championship, but to compete against these, and I don't want to go into arguments about what titles better than others, but to compete against the Women on the Women series, day in, day out, four events, that for me would be a true test of the level of Bald Reeve's Dame on a consistent basis, not just a tournament, that actually consistently weekend after weekend or 24 events. So hopefully she'll make that step. And that's not saying that she's done move away from the WDF because she's world champion, but that's testing herself against all the other players who have decided that the PDC is their major event. So hopefully we'll see that switch.
2: She rocks up at the next block, averaging that, which is over, by the way, nine legs and 13 legs there instead of the maximum yeah. you play in the majority of the rounds is seven. She'll be in the quarterfinals, semifinals, without even thinking about it every single time.
1: 100,
2: agreed. There is only uh, a handful yeah. of women, that play on the Women's Series or in the Women's Darts, that that are able of reaching that level. Anyway, not even consistently, just able of reaching it as their top level game. And she's just rocking it up like it's like it's a casual chuck most of the time. I suppose
1: the surprise this... here is that Lisa didn't make the latter stages.
3: Yeah, just she beat just Eli, on that Nicole. Lisa was beaten by Nicole, yeah. 4-2. Averaging 84 to Nicole's 86, which is, once then, is a very high-quality Um I,
2: I can't say I've ever seen Nicole play, but there was a lot of talk about her on social media about how talented she is. And along with Tori Kewish, we've seen her successor, Corin Hammond, a couple of years ago. Perhaps hasn't backed it up to a level we expected the last couple of years. There does seem to be a bigger... Pool of future prospects coming from Australia for the women's side
1: of
3: the game than it does men's right now. Yeah. Oh, Phil. On the on the disappointment, I'd add to that the performances of Thursday. Thirsty didn't average over seventeen or two games and we know that obviously she didn't perform better to yeah. better than that. And with the draw that she had, coming up with then two unknown quantities from from my knowledge anyway of the Australian players to. To perform as you did would be would be disappointing from from Thursday.
1: Right, we'll address it because it was big on social media. I know God was getting involved with the, the the chat around this. Jim was talking about it in there uh, as well. Getting ranking points just for turning up doesn't really go well when it was.
2: Invitational, as well. The, the fact that it's been billed, is it, as a as an open is is the ridiculous point for me. It, it clearly was an invitational. The, the number of players that were there from the WF rankings was capped at eight players, and they went down the rankings when an awful lot of those players couldn't play. So it clearly wasn't an open. It, it effectively was an invitation. Whether you had an open side of it or a qualifying process to it, the other side. The fact that some of the players there weren't there because they paid their entry and just turned up—they were paid—they were there because they're ranked in a position in the world and, and awarded that. It's an invitational; it's not an open at all. Well, Points for just Lisa turning well, up in that
3: situation inside. is a little bit. Lisa's Le- the odd. Lisa's the one. Lisa hasn't played WDF and was there, so I know we're looking well, was from self so Two a bit years. Yeah. So it has to be an
1: invitational.
3: Yeah,
2: Clearly. can't be an open, and you turn people away for a reason other than you just don't like them or they don't—they're not high profile enough. So it, it was an invitational, however you want to dress it up. That, thats my main issue. If it was just an open, and anybody turned up and, and paid their entry, I've got no issue with awarding points because we've been on about first round losers' money for the PDC and establishing these guys for a while now. You turn up, you pay your entry, you get. A contribution towards points. You don't get masses, but you do get some points. To get something like 29 points, or whatever it was, in a system where predictions to qualify for the World Championships was 220. So you're getting over 10% of the points to make the World Championships just by turning up, effectively, some of those on an invitational basis. It just doesn't make sense. Make it make sense.
1: Yeah. Um, Wingser says it was an open because uh, players had to call off half from Australia and New Zealand. We, we get that, but an open, the whole tournament has to be open. Certain players were, were yeah, invited, yeah. so it can't just be a fully open tournament when certain players are are, are invited to it.
2: Handpicked to be there. I, I, I guess look, the point's there and but the number of players that withdrew has to be a little bit concerning as well. Well, like you said
1: earlier, the fact that James Horrell Horrell earlier, but was number one. Yellow was
2: nowhere near right. this invite for a long time.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yellow was Yellow was ninth or tenth going into the invitational part of that stage. So that's how many players then uh, refused. Obviously, Luke Littler was expected to play and then that changed with a day or two before um so it dropped, it went down to a bit, I can't remember if he was nine or 10th at the time, and um, yellow. So it did go down all the way down, but it wasn't that they had a little competition to see who dove through. It was throwing down the list and inviting someone to 20 points <laughs> before they were even throwing a dart mental. The problem is, as well,
0: like you say, when James Harrell pulled out and then
1: went and played. In Antwerp,
2: yeah, because the statement that came out from Hurrell and his management was it wasn't anything to do with the cost, he was pretty set to be at Lakeside, etc. etc. they would just taken a decision not to travel, and next thing you know, he's halfway across Europe. Well, yeah, tra- traveling anyway. I'm <laughs> not, not sure I agree with that at all.
1: No, I'm I'm, I'm with you, it's a funny one, um, like um, Harry said as well. Uh, Jamie Lewis and Laura Turner picking up the Belgium Open titles. Good to see Jamie Lewis back, back playing more than anything. Winning is obviously a bonus, but good to see Fireball back in the back in the frame, boys.
3: Yeah, def- definitely. He's obviously one we've seen on. Live uh, we've seen him at ABC event, I think he was at one of the early ones. Um, so his name's been about that he's trying to get back. Obviously, he's quite open on social media. Not that London, though, that he was having a bit of a rest from the break from the dame But the, the talent we've seen, you know, the semi final run at the world championships at times can be quite easily forgotten about. But that's only what five years ago, it's not that London, though, at all when he's competing with Phil Taylor in the World Championship. So, we've seen before the talent that Jamie Lewis has got. So, very good to see him back in Winner winner's circle and hopefully we'll see a lot more of Jamie Lewis.
1: Yeah, and obviously, Philip's there said, do you think uh, we have seen the best of Jamie Lewis yet? I'm not sure he'll ever top a PDC World Championship semi-final. I'm not saying he won't go on and win other other things, but I don't think we'll ever see him beat that run to the semi-final. That run was
2: ridiculous as well and the performance level. And I just, I'm not sure his action's solid enough. (laughs) It looked like it was going to break down constantly when he was doing it. And it's just a little too erratic for me. I had an issue with points and and not staying in the board because they were kicking up too high, which is an issue with the release point of your action and then blaming boards when you're just not throwing them right and, Nah.
1: Yeah. With you also in a week in darts. Obviously, you spoke about it earlier. God, the ABC, uh, Winmail tour events were in Manchester. This time around, uh, won by Adam Smith, Neil, and Lee Budgeon. Correct.
2: Very popular yeah. winner on the Saturday.
1: Uh. Look, <laughs> people can have their opinions on, on Adam Smith Neil, like many of them have, but one thing is for sure the man can throw darts.
2: I can play that ridiculous shaka. What I've seen him in the live league sometimes, he just gets into a rhythm that doesn't look like he's gonna miss.
1: Yeah. Um but again, like you say, they were busy on social media. It it looked very, very good. I like the setup. Um like Pretty much mimics a pro tour
2: set apart from you got a stage board. Yeah, I I think the number I said it on socials and the just the numbers next to the boards just looks different and, and more modern and the attention that's gone into the branding before it's even got off the ground. You just associate professionalism with something that's taken that much care and effort.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It's It looked look very, very good. Um, and it will be interesting if it continues to grow the way it is, because for, for an amateur circuit, there is a lot of
2: prize men on offer. We've seen how competitive it's, it's been at the top of that. Yeah. Atkinson, Jackson, Brown... Adam Warner's making a name for himself, one that I'm really pleased to see as someone that played University Darts. A fair few of the seniors boys getting involved up there as well. That just constantly on the move. Darren Johnson, Martin Turner. There's just options everywhere at the minute.
1: And, we did say like this year would be the
2: best year to be an amateur.
1: Yeah. And like you said. The fact that they've got a global operator, or director of global operations, this will get rolled out into other countries very, very soon.
2: You'd expect so. Just need partners to take it there.
0: Yeah.
1: Which, look, let's be fair, I'm sure they're working on right now. Um going to jump into the chat room uh philip says we also have cdc pdc nordic and bolting events coming up pretty much starts around the clock yeah it, it is trying to cover everything's hard work uh when he's i always find um uh, it's the majority of non non-uk players that will sacrifice it because it means more than the uk players time triveling and, and commitment yeah i i agree that anyone anyone that doesn't live in in the UK, it, it is a a lot of time and an effort and sacrifice. Um, but unfortunately, the UK is UK and Europe to a degree with PDC Europe is is where the money is at the moment for the sport.
3: Yeah, that's a taste. I guess with with this one, we're talking about obviously the Australian darts of the WDF. The difference is a lot of the PDC players we're we talking about travelling to and from it isn't the, the money issue or the worth issue with them, it's more around just their scheduling and making sure it's the right sort of for those. For the those in the WDF, it's slightly different. Obviously, these are not professional players, the majority of which have got another earning elsewhere. Um, so it's that in the right time and the toss associated to that as we're potentially saying about James Hull, who didn't take the week-long trip to Australia, but took three days in Belgium. So, it, it is the financial part of that. It, I understand it a bit more from the WDF players, or the players in that ranking system from 1 to 10 who didn't, though, more than the PDC side who are not going to these events. Um, it's
0: a I bit different. Chelsea- they're, they're,
3: the, the the money that I've got in the banter Towns is slightly different when if you WDF number four and your PDC world number four,
1: just ju- just a little. <laughs> um, the, the, the the live league, Chaz Barstow booked his place in Champions of Champions, and he got a little bit fortunate to get to the finals night. But once he was there, just so assured, and Chaz Barstow, like boys,
2: is. It's such a cliche, and I've said it a couple of times already tonight, but if he gets going, it just never looks like he's going to miss. He just sits into the... He's so upright for a dart player, and it's quite unusual to see. It's almost like he leans away from the board rather than towards it. So, if anything, he makes the game harder for himself, a bit like Lisa Ashton throwing from eight foot. Um, But (laughs) it just works for him. There's no fancy barrel or dart. It looks like it's from about the 1980s. Stands a bit further back and he just slaps it in the treble.
1: I can tell you what dart it is. It's the same one Paul Hogan throws that a lot of people from that era throw. It's the red ring Eric Bristow dart that was available at Argos for most players back in the day. It's, it's, it's that dart because dart shops weren't around then, is the thing. So it was like, I want to play darts. Oh, Argos have got these. And that, that was one of the most popular darts back in the day. And, and that's exactly what it is. Um, but i tell you what, today's live league was unreal 49
2: maximums
3: yeah not bad Champions not really a bad way so to start the week all
2: young dutch lads in there that just don't care and scott williams and Graham hall yeah
1: i was just it was an unbelievable session
3: if, if there's anyone um anyone complaining about there being an extra session now in the uh, live league I think today has proven why <laughs> that's at that the Monday Darts back because it produces some special stuff um, to open the week. To
1: be fair, Bob said there, why is it used to start on Tuesday? Uh, it only did for that period. Last year, we had Mondays all the time. Um, it was just, obviously, we've got some bits going on why it didn't happen. But uh, back, to, back to Mondays as it was all of last year. Um, some exciting things coming up. Stay tuned. It's going to be good. That's for sure. Have we missed anything else in a week of darts,
3: boys, before we open the question mm. time? Only other events that we did mention were just the Pacific Masters that took place on a Sunday, the one-day events in Australia, which Lisa Ashton beat Tori Tuish in the final after defeating Bo Greaves in the semi, and Neil yeah. Duff defeated uh who are sits two in the men's they were the only other events I think with me they were the same as Antwerp I want to say both silver events so Neil back to world number one but well, that was always gonna happen because he was gonna get ranting points of being there this weekend so <laughs>
1: <laughs> really
3: But yeah, that, that was the only uh, two I can think of.
1: Yeah. Uh, Harry, there is, week 13 will be champion of champions. 12 weeks, 12 winners. All will be revealed shortly. Yes. <laughs> and when we say it's big... Um, Jacob says, hypothetically speaking, if you put MVG Gezi into a week of the live league, would they remain undefeated over best of seven? No, because we've we've seen we, we, we've seen players go berserk. Graham Hall averaged one hundred and eleven over four legs and, and stuff like that. So, although They're they would not be just that. Consumed, not
2: players that play live league then rock up on the pro tour and beat the world champion Jim McEwen, Looking yeah. at you, yeah. yeah.
3: If uh, also if you put them with so, yeah. if you put them against Rob put them against Rob Owen in finals week, Rob Owen always seems to beat everyone. Until <laughs> he gets to the, yeah. So Rob Owen will find a way to beat them both.
2: Um yeah. he's not even got the biopic uh, leg anymore. I used to think that him and Dimmy were just made differently with leg braces, but yeah. Um so yeah, like
1: um, no, Daniel, I'm not going to Australia, mate. Too expensive, like ridiculously expensive.
2: You just missed me,
1: and that. Um, So, other than that, have we missed before we get before we smash into question time? Have we missed anything, or have we actually got most of it?
2: We got most of it. Shaunie Max giving Jim some stick in the chat room for not breaking his record.
1: (laughs) 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 To be fair, Shawnee was sweating when he got to thirteen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, that is that is down to take some doing by the way
1: oh
3: it will yeah I, to be honest I thought that about the 180s record in a day and that was pushed close to day. there's certain records that I just think that's never going to be touched
1: especially as well the but first the, uh... two days Sean had a mayor as well first two days he really struggled and then just went berserk um, it was good to watch, surely you need to make yourself available as well. We've missed you. Um, right, so let, let's let's open up question time because we neglect it occasionally, but there's not time to fit it all in. So today we've got a good twenty-five minutes to smash through some questions, boys.
2: Yeah. But If like you ask a stupid question, you'll get a stupid answer.
1: And Lee would like
3: to emphasise darts questions only, right, Lee? Direct. <laughs> no, I said it at the start of the show. No no other sports, no wedding chat. It's all about darts. Can we talk about
2: niche 90s pop references as well while he's got his best PJ and Duncan outfit on?
1: Oh, let's get ready to rumble. the the the
3: night. The the Sight. But are you an AKA lover?
2: It's <laughs> whatever he gets told he is
3: <laughs> uh,
1: um, Right, where, are we? where was the one that I Saw um, Should the World Series Try areas such as South America Look, I think it's on the list The fact that Brazil get invites To the World Cup every time There's decent TV deals over there I think it's certainly an area that they're looking at. Would you agree, boys?
2: Long run. The thing is, Diogo's not made the big splash that he should have or was expected to or was wanted to. And it's difficult to enter a market without a figurehead for that market. Yeah. And without being disrespectful, the step-down in ability from... Diogo to the rest of the players we've seen represent Brazil is significant. And Diogo is not, without being respectful, he's not tall card ability right now. He needs to add an extra level to his game.
1: Yeah, I agreed.
2: I can see um, them targeting Africa more than Asia.
1: I think South Africa is on the list because of the impact that Devon has had there. And you talk about having a spearhead and a figurehead in South Africa. Devon certainly is that.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. We recently set up his academy as well. Obviously we'll just go to continue the growth there. So it yeah. would make sense.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, uh... How many who have recently stroked currently playing in the live league do you think will get tour cards? A, for me, that's a tough one to judge because Q score is is such a lottery. There are a lot of players at the live league that, if they go there and play well, they would be in the mix. You, I don't, I don't think you can ever guarantee that anyone will go to Q Q score and get a card. Look how close does it was to not getting one. But I like, Gob said, I'd like to think at least four or five players that play regularly in the live league will go and get tour cards next year.
2: Four off the top of my
3: head, right now, four play more, play regular in it or play at all in it throughout the year. Does that number will be a lot higher than four? Um, uh,
2: they've been regulars since Easter. Maybe. No, I mean um, on the
3: on the on the question based. If we're saying people mm-hmm. who have played in it over the past twelve months, I think that number does a lot higher.
2: Oh, massively! Probably
3: double the amount are saying.
2: I think of four if right now more. that I'd back to get through. Well, I'm, oh, one I'm not oh, even sure. Oh, don't, to worry.
1: Go. don't worry, If they play in the live league and they get a card, I'm putting into the list. Don't worry about that.
2: Same as last year. <laughs> well, Scott Williams. <laughs> Scott Williams is a banker at the minute, isn't he? Pretty much. Well, he's in the top he sixty-four. Used- so He's already got one. He's better than half the talker holders, yeah. Um, Jim, more I think Jim's playing fantastic. I think he'll, he'll he'll cruise to one if he has the opportunity. Uh, Rob oh, Owen. Owen, Robert Owen, hundred percent. And Chas because Walsh. European Q School is that little bit easier now, because Chaz struggled last year. Uh, everything I've seen from Gian van Veen suggests that he's going to walk European Q School, even yeah. at, even at his age. Everything I've from yeah, that he's going to walk European
1: uh, coast He, coast. he, look, he, he looks, looks a real find, to be fair. I didn't know anything about him until we played him the first time round, And he look, yeah. looks like he could go on and be a, be a very, very good player. I, I agree. Um, Philip says, over the next three weeks, who out of the Oceanic players do you fancy the most? If he can produce, for me, if he can produce some of the stuff that he produced... At the World Cup, I'm really looking forward to seeing Ben Robb. Yeah. Who got announced today for New Zealand. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I think he looks very, very good at the World Cup. Really excited to see him again.
2: Can't say any of my type in terms of fantasy. But, um yeah, look, I like the look of Rob as a dark player. His, his, his top-level game, solid. His B game, not quite there. So, he needs to play... Sounds stupid. Michael Owen answer. He needs to play well. Um, and Raymond Smith, like he's just steady. He's just got a bottle. Yeah.
1: Um, is Paul Nicholson going to try for his tour card? I believe so. Yes. Um. James said, "Doesn't matter where we watch the live league. Started to watch it on Sporty Stuff TV. The audio is better. It's the same feed, so I'm not sure why that would be, mate. To be fair, it, it, it's the same feed for both. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure is the answer. Uh, Harry, they used to have Premier League at Bournemouth, mate. Unfortunately, it's just not big enough anymore. Um, Matt has uh, spoke that he'd love to go back to Bournemouth." The, the bit just isn't big enough anymore for, for, a, for a Premier League night. Uh, yeah, Daniel, I'll, I'll go everywhere I can, but literally just the flights for Australia, we're working out between 10 and 12 grand just for flights. Because it's, it's not just one flight, it's the return flights to Australia, the internal flights in Australia and the return flight from Australia to New Zealand.
2: Um, oh, and some poor sod will have to sit next to you for 20 hours on an aeroplane.
1: There
2: is that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> me, me and Dob were contemplating setting up a crowdfunding page to that you download for a few weeks, but... Unfortunately, not enough titers. I don't know why. I thought there'd be thousands yeah. in there by now. <laughs> yeah, but
1: then, yeah, but then, but then I'll be bugging you at wonderful,
2: wonderful times on WhatsApp. Mate, we already yeah. know that happens. And like I've said to somebody else, they can message me at five AM or they want, but whether or not they get a reply at that time is a completely <laughs> different matter. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. Well, really. um, <laughs> uh, because Neil has a great chance of getting a tour card I don't think he does because I don't think he's going is he who
3: Nil. N- N- Neil confirmed last week he's not going on I can't remember where I've seen or heard it he confirmed he won't be going he's accepted probably his... when he
2: confirmed his spot at the seniors world championship which is after Q school
3: um, I guess obviously with that not confirmed with a date he confirmed it last week on the basis that he's been invited. and accepted his world seniors and then he'd be definitely going to that so there's um he won't be down to Houston i'd like to i can't remember where i saw or heard it but he did confirm that he's not down to Houston in january so no, we i wouldn't be putting any money on him if i was you no no uh, someone said will Houston ever get scrapped uh
1: tommy absolutely not because it makes an absolute <laughs> fortune. Um, obviously a bit different this one just back because it was the first one pre-pandemic. But I think we worked out, boys. The lot the two thousand twenty Q school before this all hit made nearly half a million.
3: And yeah, and to be honest, from a from a fan point of view and do we really want it to die? I love that eight, nine days. What is it? Nine days now. Can't seven, remember nine, how long did he seven. Seven days. Uh, just seeing the the draws and the matchups and the the split now of the the two. It it's attached too much excitement as well that it shouldn't be. Uh, it should never be scrapped. There's certain things that should change, but it should never be scrapped.
1: No, look, Darts needs a Q school. I just don't agree with the way it is done at the moment.
3: Yeah, yeah that's what I
1: mean. Um, Yeah, I, I, I still think there needs to be a Q school, but it needs to be organised a, a little bit better for me. Um, If you want to sell the dream, the golden ticket, the dream, okay, I don't like it, but you can say, okay, the winner each day wins a card but everything else is promotion and relegation between the challenge tour and the pro tour and the other Q school spots is to get onto the challenge tour. For me, then, then there's some base at least.
3: Now, I think there should still be some order of merit there from the Q school. However, potentially not the amount that there is. But yeah, there's I, other stuff I, in there like the. There's other stuff in there like the tent back after round. Is it round one? Weed under the yeah. legs, unless it's changed. There's stuff like that that just needs to be tweaked and changed.
1: Yeah. I mean, me, me and Shorty Mac agree on something. <laughs> and Jim, Christ, I'm. See, look, God, I'm keeping people happy tonight.
3: I well, know I'm, I'm disagreeing with you in that. I'm percent I'm going to be in trouble. <laughs> Sorry, Jim. Um, but but then,
1: if, if they do do that, but then the Challenge Tour has to rep, has to replicate the Pro Tour because at the moment, as Matty Edgar said, it doesn't. It's a stamina test, not an ability test, at the moment. If you're clever, yeah, you'd miss the you'd miss the first one on both days. And just play the second one when everyone's knackered. That's
2: not a bad yeah. idea, actually. Rock up on a
1: Sunday
3: You
1: do, get do the a double. Time. Oh, no, not even that. You do, you do the last one on the Saturday and the last one on the Sunday. Last you just get the Sunday. one in the morning.
2: Just sleep in the day.
1: Yeah. Get up at a sensible time. Get to the venue about one o'clock. Job done. Uh, even John, current hope you're good. Really good few days for you on the pro tour, mate. Well done. Um, uh, no, once you get a car for winning a couple of games in a week, <laughs> yeah, there, 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 there are flaws that we, we don't hide that fact,
3: yeah. I'd- I do think there should be an order of merit on the tour card to just not be the amount of that they devote. It should be a certain amount from that one, and then the rest of even to increase the people coming through the challenge. It's just that numbers yeah. just way too much. Uh,
1: and then, based on what we were saying there, Philip said, "Do you think there should be one challenge, stroke development, or a day?" Certainly, challenge tour because the challenge tour is meant to re- meant to replicate the pro tour. The dev tour, are they young enough and fit enough to do two a day? Do you think?
2: For me, it's not about young enough and fit enough. It's about the expenses. These guys are less likely to have sponsors, more likely to have jobs to contend with, so need more time off, and you've got to fit their calendar in in, in its entirety. The paying for entries, as opposed to the pros who aren't. And look, I get that if you want to go and be a pro, then sacrifice whatever you've got to make. But at that point, it becomes about who's backed the best, not who's got the most ability. Uh...
1: <laughs> um, John, let, let me know what a teacher's name is. I'll sort one out for her.
2: So, they go back to school for another yeah, four it. weeks.
1: That's what I mean. we we'll get it typed up ready. we will got all three of us to old sign to for 10 her. Ten years old again. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jim says, pretty sure there was a rule that you had to play at least one day of Q school well, you couldn't play the Challenge Tour, but the final of Lakeside was on the same day, the same day as Q School. I believe that is right as well, Jim. You had to play at least one day no,
2: to Jim's
3: be eligible. Said the first day,
1: I thought it was just one. I may be right. I thought it was just one day of Q School to be eligible to play. Again, may be wrong. Um, yeah, look, that, that will soon come around again. And I suppose the, the problem is that the fact that we don't know the WDF World Championship dates either, boys, is is the issue here. That you would have thought, if it was going back to Jack, or if they wanted it in that January date that they've always said, then surely there has to be some news soon. Because with the Football World Cup coming up, any other sport in that month is going to get lost. In all the media stuff and everything like that, so a great, think, yeah, that to a degree, even the PPC stuff is gonna get yeah. lost with all the other with all the hype around the World Cup.
3: Yeah, one thing one thing we're sure of is that the WDF is the, not the, the WDF championship is gonna take place at some point next year. We know how quickly the world championships ends and the two stall takes place. That there's either gonna be a clash or the WDF World Championships is gonna be after Q-stall. Which then we're in the same situation, similar situation to what we were in last year. Whereas you look at the WDF Masters and the ADC World, is it World Open? Is which is their big one in December. They are pre World Championships, but the World Championships are always a, is either than a clash or be after, unless WDF move their calendar. And that has to be a movement of not the world championships, but a movement of the 12 uh, the 12 month ranting system. Because obviously, your yeah. pinnacle of that is the world championships.
1: Now, uh, Lendl, we don't mean the, the actual world, the build up to it, the hype. So at the moment, there's nothing, there's no date or no on, ticket on sale dates. So during <clears> that build up <throat> is when you want to push your ticket sales and promote the event all that promotion even though the world wouldn't be till january will just get lost in world cup traffic and then as soon as the world cup stops it's all pdc world championships so in addition to that
3: that
1: that, that bit that first bit of december that first bit of december to push your event would be huge because the pdc wouldn't be pushing tickets for their worlds because they're already sold out as everyone knows so it, it needs to happen earlier this year so it doesn't get lost.
3: All, all I was going to add to that is previously it was on their website, on the WDF website, when the World Championships was. That is no longer available. That has now been removed. You've got the Masters, which is on there for December, and then you've got um, an American event and the Scottish Open in February. You have nothing else pending yet for 2023, which I know we don't for the PDC. However, the organization obviously been there long enough that we know that certain dates who are already penciled in, Premier League dates and venues who are already out. We know the World Championship dates.
1: Yeah, Lendl, that, Lendl that's what we're saying. That it needs to come out now so they can push it because it will get lost in the World Cup. It, yeah. it needs to be out now. Yeah. That, 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 that's what we're saying. But it needs to be out now in the next couple of weeks. Otherwise, it's just going to get swamped. And with the greatest of respects, they couldn't sell tickets last year when they had a free run at it with no World Cup and they could just push it whenever they wanted.
3: Yeah, I'm in agreement with you.
1: That's a first.
3: I know. I I said that for a directive, <laughs> <take>, you know. <laughs> um,
2: Adam sat down email. Jesus. I won't
1: I won't name who it was, but um, someone that plays within the system um, said he's emailed multiple people just asking for dates of the world championship and some clarity what the players are playing for, and all he gets back is we can't divulge that information at the moment which is surprising. And, and mm-hmm.
2: he showed me the
1: emails yeah. as well. Yes. Yeah, he, he wasn't asking for is,
2: There will be some uh, seniors announcements in the coming days, hopefully. There will. I've not been told when or what, but I've I the general gist and I'm not about to break them to you. But yeah, keep your eyes out on World Seniors. Yeah. Yeah,
1: 100%. Yeah, but Lendl, if it's not set in stone, this is what we're saying, that their ranking year is. So the the players' ranking runs round.
3: So. Tim's mentioned it there as well, Phil. It's not just the Worlds. The same applies for the Masters. As much as we've got that in their calendar, the reason I... Um, qualification criteria that yet that we've seen, and that tournament is what three three months today.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um key uh, Store will probably be at Wigan. I would expect tends to
2: be.
1: Yeah. It's, it's it's the more
2: accessible one. They used MK when they had to stay on site, didn't they? Oh,
1: yeah, but um, yeah, M- M- MK is good if you're, like you say, if you have to stay on site because it's all in one place. But yeah, I, I would, because Wigan's bigger than Barnsley as well, I think, if I remember rightly.
2: I've not been to Barnsley. I'm not sure, I've not done MK either. I've done um, off.
1: Oh. Anyway, Pim, hope you I'm are not- well, mate, as well. See you in September. Already booked the Eurostar, so I don't have to go anywhere near that damned airport gob.
2: No comment. <laughs> I was hoping you were busy though. I quite enjoyed that little trip and now you've told me you're off already. I'm like, oh charming. I thought Amsterdam was going to become my new neck of the wood. I mean, after I've sat here for two hours and told everybody that the lineup's stupid or the concept is stupid, <laughs> whereas, probably best I don't go. But, you know. Why are you here, Mr. 1 of 14? Um, that's why we're sending
1: Boise to Lakeside or wherever it's going to be. <laughs> Um, uh, Maybe Daniel Maybe Depends on a couple of Live League bits I can't say too much But Maybe maybe not
2: You're not going
1: Send me Or me When is that You boys might be here On the Live League as yet
3: Um, I've I picked so. Budapest. What about you, uh, Dob?
2: Shotgun. Shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> <Budapest>. <laughs> um I'm pulling rank. Is it after the 30th of September? No. No. Oh. It's the first weekend in September.
3: Oh uh, lucky. Right. Right.
2: I got three. I got three days holiday left.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Pim, potentially, we'll, we'll probably send Boise,
3: yeah, but again, I'm the only <laughs> one allowed. <laughs> Hang on, i have done
0: is nothing that? wrong here. You'll be sort of you you're yeah, the only
2: you're one allowed by name. Bars by name. Yeah, bars you, by name. <laughs> you, you will be
3: what you will be by then, though. If you're sliding off the World Series, there's only a few more to come before you start there. So, still December, mate. you still still three months. Off.
2: I'm just telling them what they've done stupidly. Stupid's back
1: again. Stupid, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's my new phrase. I'm sticking with it. Uh, who would win an argument? Wayne Marlowe, Darren Webster. Peter Wright, <laughs> <laughs> after his game had been overpracticed, um, depends Wayne, if Wayne if gets told or not. Yeah, if, if if Wayne if if Wayne were just arguing, it would just be Wayne because he just won't say. It will just keep going and going and going. Um, to be fair, i am actually really enjoyed the show tonight, boys. It's been
2: it's been a good laugh. I don't want to blame my own trumpet, it, but it's because I've been back.
3: Yeah, last week was better.
2: <laughs> I watched last week back. He didn't say that at the end of it.
3: Said it afterwards, you um, told
1: Group A continues tomorrow in the live league. Jean Van Veen leads the way. They're going to have to go some to top today's one. That is for sure. Remember, this will be available as audio only. Um, I'll get it edited and up tomorrow, probably. We've been quite good with the audio-only stuff recently. We've been, we've been good, boys.
2: There's no we. You do that. So if not, you're shooting yourself in the foot. Congratulations We're on tapping team. yourself on the back. Don't mess it up. Yeah, We're, a team. Just... We're a team. Oh, thanks.
3: Someone's right. gone again, yeah,
2: again. I can't lie. I've been brilliant.
1: <laughs> uh, remember if you haven't yet give us a follow on all social media platforms facebook twitter instagram tiktok and subscribe to our youtube channel as always turn notifications on a couple of bits dropping this week but we'll be back next week with a look back at townsville the first one we will know who has won the first event down under by this time next week i've been phil bars jack garwood lee Boyce, gentlemen absolute pleasure Spending the last couple of hours of you talking all things darts. And we will see you all next week.